Hey guys, and welcome to the first episode of the podcast. This should be an interesting one. I spent about an hour and a half at the library learning half... What did I learn? I learned a third of a chapter and got an insane amount of information out of it. So what we're going to talk about in this episode is... um, chronic fatigue, chronic fatigue syndrome, and some of the ways that you can overcome it and what some of the causes of it are, right? A lot of people just don't understand the physiology behind it, and I found it incredibly interesting. I hope you do too. So let's just jump straight into it, and here we go. Three reasons why you are probably feeling fatigued during a workout, after a workout, or just in general, right? You don't have the motivation to go to the gym? This is probably why. All right, it's about 6.30. I've got about an hour and a half before the library closes, so I'm gonna see if I can read this whole book. These are the three reasons why you're probably feeling tired and a little bit lethargic, especially during a workout. You're yawning a lot, or you just don't feel like working out, right? These are the top three reasons. This is called the central fatigue theory. This is by no means my explanation. This is the scientific explanation. So the first one, low blood sugar causes muscle breakdown, which means you're breaking down more branch chain amino acids and branch chain amino acids, there will be less in your blood because you're gonna have to replenish them into your muscle after breaking it down. Now, turns out branch chain amino acids use the same receptor as tryptophan. Now tryptophan, everybody's heard of, is what's in turkey, so it makes you tired when you eat a lot of turkey during Thanksgiving. And if there's more tryptophan in your bloodstream, then there's more tryptophan that enters the brain. And as it turns out, when tryptophan enters the brain, it creates serotonin, right? And serotonin makes you feel relaxed and sleepy, right? So I'm going to refer to serotonin as 5-HT because that's the chemical component or the chemical name for serotonin. So that's the first one. Low blood sugar means that you break down muscle, which means that you have less branched-chain amino acids in your blood, which means you have more serotonin production, which means you get tired. Okay, that's number one. And I think... Number two, consumption of food high in tryptophan. Similar, almost exactly similar as the last one. High tryptophan foods, turkey obviously, means more tryptophan in your blood, which means more serotonin, which means relaxed and sleepy. The last one, fat. Turns out fat overcompetes for tryptophan and the tryptophan protein carrier, which means if you eat a lot of fat, then the fat that ends up in your bloodstream, which is all of it because that's how things get distributed throughout your body, the fat will overcompete the protein carrier that carries tryptophan, which means there will be more tryptophan in your blood instead of where it's supposed to be carried. And that tryptophan will get into your brain, produce more serotonin, and make you feel relaxed and sleepy. So those are the three reasons why you are probably feeling fatigued during a workout, after a workout, or just in general, right? You don't have the motivation to go to the gym. This is probably why. So what do you do about this? Well, the first thing is maintain blood sugar. Maintaining blood sugar is obviously the most important as it is the first point here. And 
pretty much explains all of it. So if you maintain your blood sugar, then you won't break down branched chain amino acids, which means you won't produce as much serotonin. The other thing you can do is consume branched chain amino acids. Right? Branched chain amino acids, while they won't constituate energy themselves, if you have more of them circulating in your blood, then you won't produce as much serotonin. The next thing you can do is not consume too much fat. Now, fat makes you feel lethargic for a very particular reason that we went over. It'll overcompete the tryptophan protein carrier. And so if you don't eat as much fat, then you won't be overcompeting the tryptophan protein carrier, which means the tryptophan will get where it's supposed to be and not into your brain entirely. So that will produce less. And the last one, obviously, last tip I could give you is don't eat a lot of foods that are high in tryptophan. You can look it up. It should be on most uh, calorie websites like Chronometer or um, can't remember the other one. But you can just look it up. Foods high in tryptophan and then avoid those. So that's pretty much it. But this kind of leads me to another point which I wanted to discuss, which is how many carbs? How much glucose should you be eating on a regular basis, right? And so I came up with this simple chart from a book that I read, uh, Advanced Sports Nutrition by Dan Buettner, I believe. Dan Benardot, right? Great author, great book, highly recommend it. So endurance trained athletes should be getting seven to eight grams per kilogram of body weight per day. If you don't know how to get to kilograms, just take your weight in pounds and divide it by 2.2, and that's your uh, weight in kilograms. So seven to eight per day means you take, let's say eight and times it by your body weight in kilograms, and that's how much you should be eating, right? It should be approximately 60% of your daily calories. Okay, so now let's talk about different intensities, right? Because obviously you shouldn't be doing this every day, right? That's a lot. So let's say you do a mid, uh, sort of a mid duration, but low intensity exercise that day. That means that day you should have five to seven grams per kilogram of body weight. If you did a slightly more intense exercise, but about the same duration, you were gonna want seven to 12 grams per kilogram of body weight. Now that's gonna depend on the duration of the exercise and the intensity. So maybe you have like a middle intensity, but a really long duration. Like you go for a run for an hour, but it's an easy run. Then you're gonna want a higher range, but it's gonna be within seven to 12 grams per kilogram. Now, if you are just crazy, if you have a mid to long duration activity or uh, exercise routine for that day, and it's extreme intensity, I mean like extreme, like really pushing yourself nonstop the whole time, then you're gonna want 10 to 12 grams per kilogram. And that's a lot of carbohydrates, it's a lot. But this is a really good um, baseline here to go off of. Next, uh, I just want to stress this. Post-exercise, after exercising, you're gonna to wanna to consume a gram of carbohydrates per kilogram of body weight every hour for four hours. Now that's gonna be calculated into your total, right? So if you worked out at a mid-duration, mid-intensity, and you decided you needed eight grams per kilogram of body weight of carbohydrates, then what you're gonna do is find out that total, and then you're gonna subtract one gram per kilogram times four. And then every hour after working out, you're gonna have one gram per kilogram. So for me, I'm about 87 kilos. So I'll have 87 grams of carbohydrates at right after the workout, and then one hour, two hour, three hour, and four hour. 
So it'll be five total installments of that. And then you'll just take that total amount and subtract it from your gateway, right? And the last thing I want to stress is the first priority, right? The first priority is sufficient energy intake. You got to eat enough. If you're an athlete, if you're not feeling like you have that much energy or motivation, you have to eat enough, right? This is the golden nugget. Eat enough and then shoot for all this. So I hope you guys found this helpful. If you like this style of video, I will definitely be doing more of them in the future. Um, the book that I got all this from, Advanced Sports Nutrition, excellent book. Um, I'm gonna go through the entire book and do stuff like this also. So thanks for watching. I hope you guys got something valuable out of this. All right guys, if you gained some value from listening to this podcast, you found it interesting, you like the sound of my voice, anything like that, be sure to download the podcast wherever you can. If you have any questions, um, there's a great feature on an app called Anchor.fm, which is what I use to publish these podcasts, where you can send in an audio question and I can play it back in the podcast and answer it. So if you have a question, that's definitely a way of going about it. Otherwise, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Michael E. Voigt. Um, and of course, always follow me on Instagram. Now, there is a full video version of this podcast that's structured more like a daily vlog. But if you're interested in that, I have it posted on YouTube at Michael Voigt. So go check that out. Links to everything I just mentioned will be in the show notes below.